Welcome to Podcast One. Ah. Hi, Podcast One family. Hey, Hello. Guys. Oh, my God. Sammy, I am so excited. So excited about this announcement. We've been working on this for months. I was actually going back through my emails, okay? Mm-hmm. How long ago do you think we started initially talking to Podcast One before we landed the gig and, and here today to make the announcement? It was May 3rd. I think it was before that. I think it was actually April 20th. Oh, really? April 20th. as you know, I was going through our emails back and forth last night trying to go through some last-minute contract things that I saw come up. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, May 3rd is what I had in my email. Oh, okay. Well, I think you deleted the one from earlier. I may have. I may have. Hey, Podcast One, we are so excited to be a part of your family, and I just feel like we have to thank everybody listening and also say hello to thousands of people who are just discovering our podcast show for the first day. We hope you love it. We know you will. Mm-hmm. Rank us on iTunes. Um, anyway, we want to say hi and thank you. And what is Podcast One for some of you guys who have been loyal listeners to Hey Frage and have supported myself, Sarah Frazier, and my dear friend and longtime uh, radio co-host, Sammy Kay, is Podcast One is the premier place for podcasts. It is absolutely the top. And you probably have heard us talk about over the past couple of months, there have been co- podcast companies that have approached us. But nobody compares to Podcast One. They have insane talent, including Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal has a podcast on there, Tom Arnold, Brandy Glanville, Heather Dubrow, uh, so many, many talented. Why would you bring up Shaq, knowing what I said last <laughs> week about him, and what we had animated about him? Because like, I really want Shaq to be on the show. Uh, he's not going to really be on do. the show after that. I realized this. I was like, you think they're like... I think he's one of those, if he makes a joke to you first, it's cool, you know? But I think the whole idea of... Actually, I can't even... Look at this. <laughs> Give me the I can't even, Hold on, watch. Let me hit... This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. You, I, I said you fisted him. <laughs> I said it looked like you were fisting Shaq, Sarah. That's... It is true. It is true. And um, if you missed that video, you can subscribe to Hey Frage on YouTube, and it's right there. I'm sorry. So, are you all right? I love you, Shaq. <laughs> Shaq will be on this show. We're now a part of the Podcast One family. But look, all of you Hey Frage supporters, you guys have been supporting us for many, many years. We get your emails. We get your social medias. I want to thank you, and so does Sammy today, the greatest thank you of all. Because you listened and downloaded this podcast over half a million times in six months is the reason that Podcast One signed us. You've come to our live shows. You have listened. You've supported. We cannot thank you enough. That's why we're here. And I say it all the time, but if you want to take a risk, leave your job, leave a relationship, you want to go for your dream, do it. We did. And I can't tell you every step of the way, radio, TV, different radio jobs, people have always said, oh, a lot of people said, don't, I don't think you should do that. You shouldn't leave. You shouldn't take a risk. I don't, you know, you're never going to do it. You're never going to make money in podcasts. You're never going to succeed. Six months later, we are here. 
And it's all thanks to you, and it's also believing in ourselves. So if we can do it, you can do it. That's a big theme of this podcast. And for people just tuning in for the first time, the Hey Frage podcast really is funny, inspiring, pop culture driven, and we are based here in D.C. So occasionally you'll hear some interesting tidbits about D.C., but overall we want to entertain and inspire. And that's what this show is about. Well, hot damn. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I just, I want to kiss you, and I want to kiss you, and I want to kiss you. Don't think about kissing me, please. I really don't. So, hey, do you think there's anything else that people need to know uh, about this podcast, just tuning in? And, uh, you know, of course, you're going to get to know us and our personalities a lot more as we go along. But anything pressing you think that people need to know? Um, Well, I mean, I think it'd be good for them to know a little bit about our, like, you know, who we are. You know, like kind of. Uh, well, where would you like to start? More the or less, like, like I think, like let's start with this. Like, if we were to choose celebration music, right? <laughs> okay. okay. And yeah. Sarah was like, "Here you go. I'm so excited. I'm happy. Play my song, Sammy. It would probably be this. <laughs> it would probably be some old ass Aerosmith song. <laughs> like, okay." Now that's like that, that's kind of like. Am I wrong in saying that you would definitely choose that to I dance an, to? You'll get to know me. I'm an old soul. I will say this. I, I am in my early early thirties. Okay, and some people see my face and they think I look 28. So I am very young. But I have an old spirit. You will get to know that. And somebody reminded me today. Here's another tidbit about me. I also do have a 500 doll collection. I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> Oh my god, I forget and I let you drive with me to work today. You are one crazy ass. I, you I forget you collect these dolls and like you're not even allowed to play with them, are you? No, they're all in boxes. I've been collecting them since I was probably a year or two old with my mom and we counted them a couple years ago and we were at about five hundred dolls that that are in store a storage area. Uh, at my mom's house in Maine, and because that's and that's your uh, that's like your inheritance, isn't it? that's like what your mom is leaving you to one day? You know what? You're going to be able to really make something out of yourself, Sarah, because I saved these dolls well, for you. The, I don't know if you knew this, but over the past couple of years, the doll business has really declined. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, I, assume, I would assume so. So that's a little tidbit about me. What are you going to share about yourself, Sammy K? And Sammy is a Renaissance man. I could share a lot about you. As I'm well. gonna, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of something as creepy as the doll thing. Sammy is what you're going to learn about him is he's a real asshole on this show. But underneath, thank you. He's the sweetest. You are the sweetest soul searching guy. He's single. We are taking applicants of women that have a job. Applicants. <laughs> wow, way to make us sound progressive, Sarah. <laughs> By the way, apply here. Well, you know, I've got a screen and meet him. You definitely need to be employed. Okay, I mean, no, more... Sarah, stop. All right, as you... I'm an Arab Muslim from Iowa. How about that? That's pretty awesome. You are. And I am a good Catholic girl from Maine who went to an all-women's college. So to say I've been a little sheltered is true. <laughs> Okay, it is true. I'm not even going to lie. So that's a little as you get to know us. But uh, congrats, Sammy. All your hard work. We're now on Podcast One. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wore my finest shirt today. Macho Man Savage. Is he still alive? It says Macho Man, and it's got Macho Man Randy Savage on. Sarah, no, he's not alive. When did he die? There's so many wrestlers that died. Don't you remember this? Okay, remember when that... I remember that preacher said the end of the world was coming, and they were like that one day. It was like four years ago, five years ago. And did you know like a bunch of um, wrestlers die all at once? No, Sarah, no. Okay, do you remember that day? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He had predicted the like end of the world. 2011, yeah. like May 2011, something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what people don't realize is that Macho Man 
saw that happening and decided to actually sacrifice his life for the greater good of human beings because he also passed away on that same day. So ever since then, Macho Man has been almost a spiritual figure to me, knowing that he sacrificed himself for the greater good of humankind. Well, was it a cocaine overdose? No, Sarah, he had a heart attack while driving, you ass. I mean, it probably had to do with a lot of the coke he did in the 80s, but still, like, he's awesome. I feel really I'm pretty sure that. if Stone Cold Steve Austin heard you say that, he'd kick your ass right now. Stone Cold has a show on Podcast One. Fun fact. Fun fact. You, Fun we're fact. about to piss off a lot of people. Well, we'll have you asked Steve about Macho. I'm sure he met him. See what contributed. Okay, as you were. Uh, look, we got a lot to get to in the show. We were on vacation last week. I was up in Hershey Park with my mom and my niece, who is 10 years old. My brother came down from Maine. My BF was there. Dan was there. And we just had a great week. So you were off. And, of course, when we leave each other, so much happens. And I know that this is going to sound crazy. And I don't even know that I can grasp my head that this is true. But I saw a Snapchat rumor. Is it true that you have adopted another dog? What? Is it true that after, sadly, two dogs passed away within two weeks... Yeah. ...that you have adopted another dog? Yeah. What? Why oh. wouldn't I? Hold on. This is my thing. Is oh. Why do people say, like, it's a crazy thing, guys? It's a dog. Like, my dog died. I was upset. Boom. Got over. Got another one. Unfortunately, that puppy was really sick. He also passed away. Okay. Was sad for a bit. Got over it. Like, now he's this old dude. He's blind. Okay, he's this blind, like... A blind dog. A blind old dog. A blind old dog. Him and I really bonded because I walked by and he just kept on, like, barking at me and, like, was playing with me. And I was like, I had no idea he was blind for, like, the first five minutes I played with him. I think the issue I just thought he had weird eyes. You know, and I told you. And now, him and I, boom. We need each other. We're chilling. He's hanging out. He He learned the lay of the land. I think here's the problem. More than everybody that listens to this podcast that does know you knows how emotionally attached you get to pets. And I think the fact that you went out and adopted a dog that was A, blind, and two, 10 years old, is like, are you trying to self-harm? Like, this is just how not is that a good so- Okay, combo. first of all, hold on, hold on. I got upset over Slash, really upset over my dog Slash, because that was my first dog. Remember that? Like, about your yeah. first dog. It's not, everyone else goes through that when they're seven years old, eight years old. Wasn't allowed to have pets. So I got my first dog when I was 20 years old, 21 years old, you know. And he lived with me for like 10 years. That was it. You know, I was upset about him. After that, I was just like, more or less, it was more about fuck the world at that point. Because I had so much shit. Go- Remember this. Also, in that time span, I got falsely arrested by the cops after I got my foot ran okay, over. Okay, true. Okay. I've, uh, Your car was then towed, my, and $700 later was then... Was then brought back to me. Um, I, I also had my window shattered to my vehicle for no reason. Because I don't have anything in my car. Okay, another recent update. All right. So, you know, things like that. I'm just like, well, it was more of a fuck the world at that point. I can't blame the dog for that. I told you, I go through these slopes. It happens, man. Every few years, I'm going to go through. And the, do you understand that when I walked out and I saw my like my friends know my friends know me so well, and they know this. We walked out of my apartment, walked to the car. They go, Ah, shit, dude! I got to sit in the back seat. Someone broke your window. That was it. That was literally the first response because they're so used to going and seeing horrible, crazy things like that happen when I'm around that they go, Oh. Hey, man, your window got shattered. I should probably sit in the back seat. And that was it. There was no questions like, oh, my God, how do you feel? You got to call the cops. You got to call insurance. No, no, no. It was like, no worries, bro. I'm just going to go sit in the back seat. Let's go. Oh, my God. And that's what happened. You have really had a run of, of horrible karma. Whatever, man. I'm pretty sure you? I deserved it. 
For what? You're such a kind did, soul. Yeah, but I did. A, here's what people don't realize. I'm still looking back at that span between 16 and like 23 when I was a hellion. Okay, so you're still okay. So you think you're still making up for it now? Well, like my dad always says, he's like, "Here's the thing, son. Like I did a lot of crazy shit from like you know late teens to like my late twenties, and then I met your mother and I had you." And you came out, and you were batshit crazy. Like, you were... As a baby? You were clearly my punishment for all the shit I did. So I kind of wish, because he tells me, he's like, I kind of wish, like you, I would have gotten punished as life went along, as opposed to just having a kid that was going to make the next 18 years of my life hell. And I was like, Dad, great point. Like, excellent point. I'm glad that at least I'm getting this now, as opposed to having, you know, some some hellions sprout out, some creature with thorns that's going to sit there and, you know, make my life hell. So you think, let the bad karma come as it is. Yes, that way I don't have a child that's the bad karma for me. Like, my mother used to always, she goes, I cannot believe you. You are here to punish your father, not me. I was a good child. That's what my mom used to always tell me growing up. Oh, my God. Sammy, I cannot believe your parents were like, you're a punishment for what we did. Oh, my God. It's the, no, my dad was like, that's the reason that you act this way is because that's punishment for the way I acted towards my parents and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, touche, bro. Good Lord. Touche. It's amazing you're as normal as you are, really. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit that's been said. You want me to bring up another good fact about sure. my family? How about this? I just received a card from my stepmother. She's yeah. been my stepmother for 27 years now. Okay, 27 years. 27 years. She misspelled my fucking name. <laughs> The card is actually. I kept the card in my car. The card is in my car. I totally forgot about. I was going to bring it in, but like. Oh my god, Hallie, you could go. Could you go get it? And by the way, you could just get into the vehicle. Yeah, you just walk to the right. There's a car with smashed windows, just like the next block right there. Boom! Just reach inside and grab the card. My stepmother spelled my name. How'd she spell it? S A M M Y. Which again, that's a normal like people misspell it all the time because that's how you normally spell Sammy, right? I'm a weirdo. It's S A M Y. But you are my stepmother. You, you have you have had to sign hospital doc, doctor's documents for me, oh hospital God. documents for me. You have done so much. You have been around. You have signed. You have sent me birthday cards. You have like twenty-seven years, and she misspells my name. Sammy, are you sure she wasn't writing in cursive? And you know how sometimes people write in cursive, and it's S A M, and it almost looks like there's an extra maybe dip. So it could be S, you know, it's S A M Y. But if you look at it quickly, it almost looks like maybe she just put an extra, almost like an N. I'm going to let you examine this just to double check. But I'm going to a tell you no, it's not. <laughs> I know what cursive is, okay? And there's like six bumps on that shit. That's definitely two M's. Oh, God, Sammy, that's hysterical. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel bad, but that's hysterical. No, don't feel bad, Sarah. It's just, you know, it's how it is. That's how well, what it did is. she do last year? Did she send you one S-A-M-Y? That's the th- now I'm actually starting to question. I wish, I mean, I'm not a good son. I'm not a good stepson. I don't keep cards. I throw them away, right? Like, so I wish I could actually go back. But I want to say that I've definitely probably deposited checks that were written to an incorrect name then. Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, my God. Well, our intern is walking out to his car. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's whatever. It's just, it's literally just they misspelled my name. So so here's my question though about this dog. Okay, how did this come about? You've you've already adopted this dog from well, the Humane Society. And I've said this, like I expected to have my dog for like another three, four years, right? Right. Because I'm looking at this as like a transitional period of my life. And then I was thinking, I was like, the puppy, that was just great timing. It was, you know, a sign. The dog's name was Sammy. You know, right. like and it was perfect. And just it made sense at the time, just unfortunately it was sick, like really, really sick. 
Okay. Bummer. But with this one, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to think smart about getting a dog. Like, what do I really want? I really want one that's going to be, you know, three, four, five years. You know, I don't want to tops, like, because I got other stuff I'm trying to do in my life. Like, so to adopt an, a younger dog would just be irresponsible, you know, knowing that I'm not going to be able to give it the time that I want to give it, you know, in the future. And so ah. I was like, okay, at least this old dog. I asked and they're like, no one's going to adopt this dog. We're probably just going to ship him off. Like, to like a, uh, to like one of those like rescue places where you just, you know, where they go hang on on farms all day long. Oh, sure, okay. But no one adopts them, so they just kind of go out there and they live the rest of their life. I was like, well, that's sad. Like, he's pretty cool. You know, he bumps into walls every once in a while. Do you have any pictures, by the way? Because you sent a snap, which I missed. And then people were saying to me... He's got some freaky eyes. Is Sammy really adopting another dog after you guys said that he wouldn't? I was like, I have no idea. I never said I wouldn't. I just said I was going to think about it. Oh, I said you wouldn't. Yeah, you (laughs) said I I wouldn't. I told you and other people. I was like, I don't think he needs to be adopting another dog. No, look at him. Here's just a picture of him. So what's the dog's name? Are you going to... Oh, my God, Sammy. He's got the coolest eyes. He's blind. No, he Sarah. doesn't. These He's eyes are blind. freaky. Well, here's the thing. So I'm trying to oh figure out. Oh my god! I'm trying to figure out what I want to name this dog. But the problem <laughs> is the what? Leave his eyes alone, Sarah. We gotta the, post that picture. Those eyes are freak eyes. They looks like goat eyes. They're glassy. He's okay. got some serious cataracts going on. Like, the whole eye is a cataract. Okay. Well, anyways, so I... Thank you. Okay. He's had cataracts for a long time. He's really used to being blind. All right? You've never seen a more gracious blind dog. <laughs> gracious How are you gracious at a blind dog? I mean, dog? yeah. It's funny. I mean, whatever. He walks into walls every once in a while, but it's kind of cute. Like, oh, my God. Well, okay. Anyways, so my friends, they all listed a bunch of names. I asked them, like, what would be an appropriate name for a blind dog? You know, like, what do you name a blind dog? Like, I don't know. Like, because didn't, he didn't have a name beforehand. I was already just kept on calling him what he's been called for the last 10 years. But nobody knew because he was a stray. Okay. And I was like, okay, so my friends gave me a list of names, right? Okay. And I'm going to need some help from people to pick out one. All right. So what are they? All right. Mr. Magoo. And Mr. Magoo was a blind character, right? That, was the, blind... that was the old cartoon guy that yes. used to walk into walls and shit all the time. Okay. okay. Then there was uh, Ray Charles. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Well, he's a fucking talented-ass musician. Like, You can't name your dog Ray Charles. Why not? Like, hold on. I can... Come here, what? Ray Charles. Yeah. Ray why Charles. Not? I would put a Diet Pepsi next to him. <laughs> What's wrong with that? So Whatever. I want to make it French. Ray Charles. Yeah. Ray Charles. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do? Okay, I'll do it for you. Ray Charles. All right. Daredevil, which Dan, your boyfriend, understands. Oh, my that. God. Daredevil is blind. The and blind superhero. See? See? I like Daredevil. Um, okay. And then I had a friend say Reagan. Which, Reagan is that freaky chick from The Exorcist, the girl that twists her head all around, the one that actually gets The Exorcist, Oh, I guess. she was blind in the movie? No, but her eyes were really freaky like his, they said. And so I had a friend say that, which I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, another friend said I should just call him Wall. Wall? Because why? He runs because into Because I'm walls? always going, Wall! Watch out for the wall! <laughs> so at least that way he learned his name anyways. <laughs> And then finally, I have one really, really stupid friend who put down Oscar Pistorius, but I just don't think he understands what blind means. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. He's like, "Yeah, man, you said blind, right?" I was like, "This is Oscar Pistorius." He goes, "Yeah." So I don't think he a understands who Oscar Pistorius is or b knows what blind means. So regardless, I don't know. So that's going to be off my list. All right. Well, you can vote then. You can follow us on social media. Oh my God. She misspelled my damn name. Follow us on social media. Sammy's um, all of his. If you are following him on Snapchat, Instagram, or Twitter, it's the Sammy K. S A M Y K. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Hey Frage. H E Y F R A S E. And Hey Frage Show. 
on Snapchat. Sammy just brought in the letter and the card from his stepmom, and oh my god, she clearly has SAM. <laughs> I told you, shit, it's the shit's real. Oh my god, I cannot believe. And and then it's your dad's last name and his address. And oh my god, yeah. Sammy. How I maybe call- she just had a you know maybe she's got another friend, Sammy. When your mother misspells Sarah, you call me and tell me how you feel. Okay? I'm sorry. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, God. You cracked me up. Uh, there's a couple of stories that I want to get to that have been in the news and pop culture-wise, and I want to know your feedback on. And the first three stories, these are stories that I'm obsessed with that I probably shouldn't be. Oh, but, good. Oh, good. But this is going to be something that's really fucking up. That's, okay. Also, people that are listening for the first time, Sarah has this weird infatuation with some fucked up stories sometimes. Is I this do. one of those? Um, well, one of them is kind of odd. I'm going to just tell me the title of that one. Would you stop eating meat? If animals talk to you. <laughs> okay. All right. That's one. Okay. Um, but first of all, I, okay, look, I know this is really crazy, but, and I think it's because last week, like I said, we were on our last vacation of the summer and I was up at Hershey Park and at Hershey Park, they had a water park. My 10 year old niece was there who I adore. And, um, they also had the theme park. But I'm obsessed with this story. Have you seen this story of the senator's son who's 10 years old who was essentially, who was killed at the water park in Kansas City? Ding, ding, ding. This is the kind of shit I was talking about, Sarah. No, I don't want to get you down, but I'm just saying this story is insane. Have you been reading this? Okay, no, I haven't. I, First of all, I hadn't even... Schlitterbahn. Schlitterbahn Water Park in Kansas City. Oh, that's like the largest... Isn't it like... Have you like, ever heard of that? I've, yeah, dude. It's like the, isn't it like the most badass water park in the United States? Okay, I, maybe, again, like I said, I'm sheltered. I had n- I never heard of Schlitterbahn ever. Really? Ever. Until actually a couple days ago when we were here at DC Improv and one of the guys was saying the next trip you should take your niece is Schlitterbahn. And then a day later, the senator's son was decapitated while doing one of the largest water slides. Well, they, that's why you're supposed to cross your legs and cross your arms. Make sure you don't take flight. Oh my! Well, that's what they're saying. He was on this raft on this um, one ride that gets up to 70 miles per hour, and they don't think that the raft was weighted down. They needed 500 pounds on this raft to keep it from, like, flying, flying. back or having any issue. And apparently they think this kid, as well as some other people, were too light. And then they let him go down the slide, and essentially he was killed on his way down. This story is crazy, and I think it's because I was just at a water park. But they said decapitated, Sarah. That's a little bit more than just, you know, your basic... Yeah. Well, he, uh, according to witnesses, they oh. say that he was decapitated after he flew off the raft and hit safety nets. This was on Monday, according to the medical examiners who are conducting an autopsy this week on Caleb Thomas Schwab, 10 years old. Jeez. He was riding the 168-foot-tall water slide there at Schlitterbahn. Uh, the ride used to have an age restriction of 14, something that was later taken off the table in favor in favor of a minimum total weight requirement per raft. Police say they're also investigating if, in fact, that weight requirement was actually checked that day. Um, since 2012, Schlitterbahn has had four lawsuits for negligence, some of them still outstanding. There's no way in hell I'm going to this place. It sounds terrifying. What? No, dude. That because they have the they have like the world. Oh, they have the largest like water. Yeah. That's what that is. That's the Here largest. it is. Have you seen it? Have dude, seen it's the awesome looking. No, it looks terrifying. Oh, Look my. at this thing. Look yeah. at that. It's yeah. a straight drop, and that's supposed to be a water slide. Yeah. Have you ever been on the ones that just put your body on? You pretty much just go down at a crazy angle, and like they tell you, cross your legs, cross your arms, do not move because any sort of like guidance that you give the air will make no. you cause will make you go like airborne. Oh my god! I remember I, like actually like 
being freaked out because I was actually rising off the slide when I was going down as a kid. Like, I could have easily just slid off. Like, Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Though. That's what makes it fun. I don't know. I, I just, this story is so tragic, and the little boy was so adorable. And I guess, you know, I think, too, once you have, like, a niece or a kid, and I'm sure lots of parents that listen to this podcast can relate, but, like, then you all of a sudden see that your child, that could be your kid, and you're just like, it's terrifying. Did you just use your niece as you trying to say, like, oh, once you have a kid. Yeah, she is. She's like my child. All right. R. Kelly. All right. <laughs> she is. I love her so dearly. I, I love like, my, oh my nieces God. too, but you know. They are like my kids. If anything, don't you relate now? You're, like, you're so protective. You don't want anything to happen to them? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't want anything to happen to them because that's what a good uncle will say. What am I supposed to say? Like, no, of course I don't want anything to happen to them, but you know, I don't feel that when they do something, like, here's how I know it's not the same. Because when they draw a stupid picture, I go, oh, that just looks stupid. Like, I don't sit there and like, I'm not like their dad or their mom. They're like, oh, my God, that is the most amazing thing ever. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Oh, I still judge them like adults. I go, you're eight years old, but you talk like a, you don't talk like an adult yet. Oh, my God. Well, I'm crazy about her. I'm like, you're already my bestie. When are you going to be old enough to drink? We can go out and hang out. (laughs) We can go have one martini. That's true. That's true. That's what I like. One martini, then I go to bed. Yeah, think about it. Your niece is definitely going to be a partier. <laughs> no, I hope not. Oh, my really? God. I know. She's got my brother's jeans, and she's Jama- half Jamaican. It's like... Pedigree. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, R. Kelly, 49 years old. You probably saw this story that was trending yesterday. You know he's now apparently engaged to a 19-year-old. Do you have any thoughts on this after years... Mm, how many years was she in the closet? Trapped in the closet, to be exact? <laughs> that is so wrong. Is that? Okay, I don't have any other comments then. I mean, it's R. Kelly, man. It was big Twitter fodder yesterday. I had to get in on this. Like, R. Well, R. Kelly. you know this is a huge story because he allegedly was married to Aaliyah when she was 16, the singer yeah. that passed away. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been a huge fan of R. Kelly for many years, and I'm obsessed with his music. So, I guess... And not only that, but didn't we discuss on this podcast the GQ article that came out that was a really in-depth interview where R. Kelly had admitted that he was uh, sexually abused by his aunt, like an aunt or cousin for years? Uh, Yes, I believe so. And then the reporter asked him, you know, that there's sometimes there's a pattern. If you've been sexually abused, you sexually abuse others. And he kind of half admitted that he thought that he was, like, capable of that. Did did we discuss this article? Um, It was, like, an amazing article. I I want to say we talked about it. I don't remember when and where, though. Well, anyhow, that article generated a lot of buzz about probably it's true. And he's never really denied that he was married to Aaliyah. It, it, he won't talk about it. Her family won't talk about it, which, of course, leads everyone to believe, to believe that, that they yeah. were. But now a 19-year-old model named Haley Calhoun um, claims to be engaged to the singer. And uh, the couple have only known each other for a couple of months, according to multiple sources. But a picture was released on Instagram. Does R. Kelly have any children yet? No, right? No, I think he does. Does he have kids? Yeah. I think R. Kelly, I think after Aaliyah, I believe he was married and has had a couple kids. Oh, he does. He's got I think he's three children. At least one. Joanne, Jaya, and Robert Kelly Jr. Man. Which, by the way, R stands for Robert. Did not know that. <laughs> you didn't know his first name was Robert Kelly? Why would I know? I like, uh, it's like I know LL Cool J. True. Do you know that one, what that means? Uh, ladies love cool James. There you go. Thank you. I know my pop culture. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. Anyhow, uh, How about that NSYNC? story was a big. Do you know what that means? Oh my god! Don't tell me. I feel like I know this. I feel like I used to know this. Isn't it all their names? 
I think it's like the last letter of all their names or something like that. Really? Yeah, it's something weird like that. Justin. I, it's like they're like the second to last letter or the second to first letter. It's, it's some of the it's, it's a letter of all their names. I was completely fascinated by that story. Also, um, did you see where Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are going to host a lifestyle show together that's going to air this fall on VH1? Uh, it makes sense, yeah. It's called Martha and Snoop's Dinner Party. Why does that make sense to you? Um, Hello. They're both gangsters, fuck, Sarah. <laughs> like, how does that not make sense to anybody else? I don't Martha know. Martha Stewart's a badass. Like, have you ever seen her? Like, I think she's had Snoop Dogg on the show before, and that, that's awesome. And Snoop Dogg now has gotten to the point that he is going to become the world's, like, the next great narrator. You know what I mean? Like how Morgan Freeman, everyone thinks of Morgan Freeman's yeah. voice as being, like, the great narrator voice. No. Oh. This dude, Snoop Dogg, is the next great narrator. Hearing him do, like, animal films, hearing him just narrate anything, like education books, phenomenal. I, well, He's a, I'm telling you, this is going to be a hit. This will probably be the biggest hit for VH1 ever. I don't know. Have you watched- Ever since I Love New York. <laughs> what about Amber Rose's talk show? Do you think that's doing well? Give me a fucking break, Sarah. <laughs> really? That was an actual question? Yes, because all I see, I, I see stories about her show written up all the time. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that show's doing well. It seems like it is. I'm okay, sure. Uh, Snoop adds that my homegirl, Martha, and I have a special bond that goes back. We're going to be cooking, drinking, and having a good time with exclusive friends. I can't wait to see Martha smoking L. Uh, he says, can't wait for you all to see how we roll together. Snoop and Stewart first met at Comedy Central's roast of Justin Bieber in 2015. All right, let me be honest. They haven't been friends that long. You think Martha puffs? I bet she does. I, I bet she know. rolls a mean fatty, actually. Think about it. With how much precision she does in rolling up that silverware for her dinner tap parties, <laughs> she could probably roll up a tight one. I don't think she smokes. I'm, Definitely you, does. Maybe since her jail stint. No, I think before... Dude, someone like Martha Stewart's been smoking weed her entire life. <laughs> that well? I mean, I'm sure Snoop will tell you. Does she work for Podcast One? Because we should ask her that. That's a... <laughs> That's what we should do. I don't know if she works with us, but... Um, how do you feel about this last story, too? So PETA says that they believe their next big tactic in getting people to stop eating meat and raise awareness is to set up anatomically um, correct and anatomical animals um, outside of circuses and fairs that will actually speak to you and ask you not to eat them. Would that get you to stop eating um you know, oh, a cow. Well, here's the thing. I think that they're not focused on me. Like, they're not focused on adults. Adults that are already in their ways, right. they're not going to change them. What they're trying to do is get kids. Yes, exactly. You know, which, I mean, if you think about it, what the fuck would scare you more away from a steak than Look, watching a cow sit there and go, Hello, Sarah. Ex- Don't eat me. Look at this anatomical elephant. That's okay, all. so they're taking this. But no one eats elephants, though. That's ridiculous. Who the <laughs> fuck's eating an elephant? Who the fuck is going to is going to Chili's and be like, oh, you guys got elephant today? Nope. All right, I'm going somewhere else. Well, no. They set this one up outside of circuses. And also, look at this bear. I'm sorry, but this terrifies me. Look at this. This thing talks. It speaks to you. Okay. So they set the bear up and the elephant up outside of the circus and fairs to try and say to kids, and it will say, you know, when I'm in captivity, I'm makes, really miserable. Makes sense. I've been wondering what's been happening all those Chuck E. Cheese things. <laughs> don't, so don't, you know, don't, capti- don't capture me. No, this I, that's not going to work. I think if anything, like, kids are just going to go play with it. It's, the, it's different. Kids don't associate, like, the chicken to the actual chicken. You know what I mean? I don't think they can. Like, it was, I remember, there was, I remember an experience in my life in which I finally associated the fact that 
that chicken that goes cluck, cluck, cluck was also the same chicken that I ate and I love the drumsticks from. And it was because I was at my gra- my great-grandfather's house in Tunisia, and he had a bunch of chickens upstairs. And I went up there, and I was counting the chickens, like, early in the morning when I was playing. And then I went out with my grandmother, and we Aww. went out and we played. We came back for lunch. We ate some chicken, and I went up there, and I counted it, and I came back. And I was like, hey, there's only five. There's not six. Oh, and they go, no. And they all just kind of looked around, and they go, hey, continue playing. And it took me a couple years, <sighs> but I realized that was the moment that I realized. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, well, speaking of that, so they also have this eye chicken, which is aimed at college students and young adults. And essentially what it is, is it's a virtual world where you put on like a virtual glasses and you become the chicken. So you live as a chicken. Would that also get you perhaps to be in their world? And they say, you know, the chicken will be in captivity. You'll see what it's like to be in a chicken coop trapped with a bunch of people. And you'll be visually in that moment. Virtual reality. Virtual reality. Yeah, with that. Um, I mean, sure. I don't know. I hear the thing. I don't know. I chicken. Like, I don't know. And I think what people also have to realize is, like, I mean, I think there are people that eat consciously out there and don't get, you know, they're not getting, like, animals that are being overprocessed like that, that are being, you know, stuck into small areas and, you know, living in horrible conditions. Like, I don't know. There's, there's two sides. I love PETA. I think what they stand for is great, but... You know, At some I'm point, also, you got to have a little chicken. But, uh, but, oh, man. A little meat. I know. See, that's the thing. But it's is, not even about that. Like, I understand. If anything, I think that if you're really talking about not eating meat, right, the best argument for veganism or for vegetarianism out there is 100% the fact that they have figured out ways to make food that will still sustain you with the right nutrients and everything that take less space to make than a cow would take. You know what I mean? Like, they use space, right? So you can do these, and you can grow these vegetables in smaller areas, these super proteins in smaller areas, because as the world, we're running out of space. You know what I mean? So if you really want to think about it, don't think about it. I don't think about it for the animals. I think about me eating vegan, vegetarian food mainly because I go, wow, we're running out of space. And so we've got to get used to the fact that, you know, Something like a cow and having all these thousands of you know acres of land for these cows to roam. Right. What are you going to do? It's not yeah. feasible because that's all going to be taken over one day. So you got to find a way to make the same amount of food that a cow can make, but in less space. God, I don't really want to have to worry about that until I have to worry about it. Uh, LED. It's good. I want to try one of those meatless. Bur- you know, you know. Those, I want to go to New York and try one of those burgers. Yeah, I mean, the I ones that some... bleed, the meatless. Oh burgers, no, those okay. new That's ones. Disgusting. They're going to be at Whole Foods soon. No, they're like a mama. Food. Don't say it's disgusting. David no. Chang endorsed it with like Incredible Foods or something like well, that. Well, David, that's lovely. From but I don't really want it to fake bleed. No, it's awesome. It is the coolest thing ever. I cannot. It's supposed, it actually tastes like meat. They say, Sarah, and it's all vegetable or like. I get it, but still, like I can do without the non-animal byproduct. The leaking of what looks like a blood cell. Like I don't need the reenactment. I get the argument. No, but they're saying it actually has the texture of the meat too. Like so that way, a medium rare burger actually tastes medium rare. It doesn't just taste like you know. <sighs> Sarah. Anyway. There you go. So if you see an elephant that's speaking, it's also uh, apparently coming to college campuses this fall as well as schools. They're taking it nationwide to school. So it could be at your kid's school. Or you're watching Dumbo on mushrooms. <laughs> or that way. Or, or that. Or that. One or the other. So there are some stories that I'm obsessed with that I probably shouldn't be. Um, also, over our break, I want to ask you this, okay? Because I, Dan, my boyfriend, tells me that I nearly great, nearly said he, in his words, the most offensive thing I could ever say to somebody. Ooh, okay. okay. What is this? So here, the other day, we were walking, you know, out in Arlington, and and we were just going by a coffee shop, 
Mm-hmm. And I happened to look, and I swear to you, and actually I want to get on her social media, I swear to you that the actress Gabourey Sidibe was sitting there, okay? And I said to Dan, that's Gabourey. I've got to go over and say something and say hi. And he's like, you can't go over and ask that woman if she's Gabourey Sidibe. And I said, why not? And he goes, he's like, it's just wrong. He's like, what, he's like, what do you think people are going to think if you just ask this woman and she's not Gabourey? And I'm saying to myself, Gabourey is a great actress. Okay. She's on Empire. She's been in the movie Precious. Would it be, is that really the most offensive thing? And he told me if you're going to go over well, and if speak you're wrong, to and ask her. If you're but really, wrong. would you be offended? Really? I mean, actually, here's okay, the thing. Okay, thank you. Our intern shaking her head, no. She would not be offended if I said to you, hey, and you I'm going to call bullshit on that because I actually made a list of celebrities that I'm pretty sure. You told me that if I walk up to some stranger on the street and I asked them if, if they were this celebrity, they would not be offended. Okay, what? Yeah. Okay. Carrot Top. If I walk up to some guy and go, yo, bro, offensive. are you Carrot Top? Dude, if you're not Carrot Top, you're going to punch someone in the face, face, face for that, face for that, for that, Sarah. <laughs> Think about it. I would talk about this. Or how about this? Remember the movie Sandlot? I've never seen the movie Sandlot. Oh, my. Why would you say that on our first day on the show, Sarah? Everyone's going to turn off now. Well, anyways, in Sandlot, there's a short little kid. Look it up. Type in you're killing me, Smalls. Okay? Oh, I know what kid There's a the short about. kid with the freckles with the red hair. If I walked up to some adult that I thought was that guy, there's no way I would walk. Even if I, even if I 95% thought it was him, I would never walk up to an adult with freckles and red hair and be like, yo, dude, are you the guy that says you're killing me, Smalls, in the Sandlot? All right. That's offensive, Sarah. Oh, this kid's adorable. You'd really but he's not a kid set. anymore. But as an okay, how about this? Let's go the other direction then. If I saw this really hot Arab-looking girl, and I was like, "Wow, hey, are you Mia Khalifa?" Well, oh, you well, tell she's me that a porn star. And you I tell me that, that you wouldn't be offended by that if someone said that you looked like a porn star. No. What do you think you could... I mean, who could you even compare me to that would be offensive? I don't find any of this offensive. And Dan Because was you like, don't look like anybody. You just look like... I don't know. You look thanks white. Thanks a lot. Oh, okay, great. I don't know. Well, anyway, I... Uh, okay, Hallie is our intern. Do you think that that was the most offensive thing that you could ask somebody? Excuse me, are you Gabourey Sidibe? No, you can be way more offensive. No, that's okay, not that. That's that's way, dude. I'm, you cannot walk up to me like, is that Gabourey Sidibe? If someone walked up to me and was like, yo, are you Dane Cook? I'd punch him in the face. <laughs> I would punch him in the fucking face. Straight up. I'd be like, what, Dane Cook? How dare you? Again, I think Dane Cook, I follow him on Snapchat. I think he's relatively interesting. Sarah, it's our first day. You've got to stop saying people are not going to look at first. You never saw the Sandlot, and now you're a fan of Dan of Dane Cook. Yeah, and I don't think that's wrong. I mean, come on. Okay, how about this? What if someone came to you on the street, okay, and it was like dark? You're in like a little lounge somewhere. You're having a nice little cocktail, and they come to you. Go, hey, I got a question for you. Are you Marilyn Manson? (laughs) Again, he's got a great career. And you would sit there. Super hot right now. And you would sit there as a woman and say, you know what? At least it was a compliment. He called me Marilyn. No, you would be offended, Sarah. I think it's fine. You would be offended. You can't just walk up to people and say that. Well, anyway, Dan, that's what Dan told me. And I I do need to check her Twitter because I swear to God that was her. And she was here in the D.C. area. And I was like, God, you know, I missed my chance. Well, first off, where were you? Because if you're talking about anywhere in Loudoun County, Leesburg area, it definitely wasn't her. No, I was uh, was in Arlington. So there's a chance. There's actually a chance. I got to look it up. I'll I'll keep you posted and let you know. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Uh, a couple other stories I wanted to talk about. And then, of course, you know, we get a ton of emails about advice. Mm-hmm. So we have a relationship advice question today that I want to get your thoughts on. Okay. Let's do this. And if you ever, if you need advice or if you have a story suggestion that you think, a suggestion for the podcast, a tip, a picture that we should discuss, Sarah, S A R A H, at hayfrage.com. Um, how many people have you unfriended on your Facebook page since this whole Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton political climate has all started? Have you unfriended a lot of people? Um, actually, here's the thing. I, if, if anyone knows me on social media, you'll realize this. I don't post shit. I'm not really on social media that much. But your other friends, like you. Well, no, but I'm saying, but like I don't. Oh, you don't even check. I, I don't even know. Like oh, the only person I know, I kind of want to unfriend is my dad, just because he's voting for Trump. But then again, like, yeah, whatever. I think he'll come to the right side sooner or later. I would. I just like I said. I think it's a business move. I'm going to stand by that. Okay. So, uh, well, according to a Washington Post article, more people are now saying that they're unfriending friends or acquaintances than ever because of the current political climate, which I agree. Because people write some stupid fucking shit. I've seen some stupid shit. And I guess I remember that for a while there, I wasn't unfriending them. I was actually sending them messages or commenting back well, and saying, hey, let me answer questions for you. If you're interested about you know what Islam yes. is, I can tell you because I'll tell you right now what you just posted is completely incorrect. Who is that one woman that, that we were both mutually friends with that wrote about how we do need to ban Muslims? And you wrote to her about how you're a Muslim American, you'd love to have and, a conversation. Yeah. And then what she do? Did she she called you? me a race baiter. Oh. She called me a race baiter, and then she unfriended me, and then started trashing me on her Facebook, I guess. Um, okay, well, it's <laughs> called, this new group is called Revive Civility, and they're using that hashtag, hashtag Revive Civility. They also have a website where they're giving you weekly suggestions on how to deal with people on your social media that disagree with you, and then they're also encouraging you to meet up with that person to start a conversation, which you were kind of ahead of the curve and doing anyway. Well, because that's the first thing I've learned. I actually learned it from when we went and we talked to the people at the mosque. My own people were the ones that told me that. They're like, well, actually, what we do is we reach out to people and we offer to answer questions from them. That's how we fight the hate. Genius. Because if you get upset, then they're just going to think that you are that crazy Arab who's holding a sword above your head trying to cut their heads off. Well, I just wondered your thoughts on this. people are horrible. Because Revive Civility says that they're encouraging you to not engage in a back-to-back conversation, but to encourage somebody to meet face-to-face or... In a way, also trying to befriend them first, even though you might be friends with somebody, right? So maybe yeah. it's like a work acquaintance or whatever. But they're saying to approach them nicely first. They give all these tips, like on a weekly email blast. Then to invite them out to coffee so you can talk face-to-face. Do you think most people will do this? Uh, no, because I've said this. If there's one thing that bigots hate more than minorities, <laughs> it's information and knowledge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the one thing they, they hate. They do. That's the one thing they hate more than minorities is knowledge. They're well, never going to know. They know. They don't care. I just thought that was interesting. And even I thought, then, oh, I, want to I would never group. trust myself to do that because I know I would sit there and I would set out with good intentions. But by the time I arrived, I would just try to do something really fucked up just to make myself laugh a little bit. Like show up with a binder full of a bunch of pictures of goats and be like, okay, so which one can we trade for your uh, sister? Okay. Uh, that would not help. That's not actually real. Like, I don't even own a goat. Like, actually, here's the funny thing. I'm an Arab. Never owned a goat. Sarah's owned more goats than I have. It is true. Yeah. My mom in Maine used to be a goat farmer. She had, like, 30 goats, but they've gotten rid of them. Now they got sheep. Oh, that's good. (laughs) What happened to the bunnies? She hasn't started raising them yet. I really want some rabbits. I know, but she's going to. Yeah, she's got to get the right caging and everything because they have a fox that kind of, like, that has been eating a lot of their chickens and everything, Mm. so they got to redo the cage. 
Yeah. I understand. There's a lot going on. Up there. A lot going on in Wiscasset, Maine. Um, let's talk. Okay, I want to do this story. Speaking of bigots. Poor guy. I shouldn't call him that. Um, have you seen this audio clip that's been going viral of a drunk couple that crashed into a beehive, but that this good old boy gives a local news station in Kentucky the narration, oh, and people he's... are basically making fun of his accent? Okay, I want to take back what I said earlier about Snoop being the next great narrator. <laughs> it's actually this guy from Georgia. Gary Lee Anderson is, is his name. And just to paint a picture for you, he's wearing an old T-shirt, and then he's got a number 88 hat on, which apparently is Dale Jr. for life's, uh, you know. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale, damn straight, Sarah. The fuck's wrong with you? Dale Hart Jr. So anyway, a couple got high on drugs. They hit a telephone pole, but at the, in the same time, they run over this beehive. And then this guy is the neighbor who comes out and narrates. Take a listen. Well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff. And I walked back to my house, sir, to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. And all of a sudden, I heard a big boom. And I looked back out my door and the electric pole fell and the lines were falling. And the geotacklers sideways into the fence. Then the folks inside the car got a big surprise. Well, he didn't know it, but he found out that there was a hive of bees that was located there, and he disturbed them. And as a guy come out screaming and squalling. Squallers? And, uh, running around. Squarling? About like a chicken with head cut off. Anderson then says they ran. But what's squirreling? What I is have that? no idea. Right. But I just, oh my God, the audio clip of this is so good. And he goes on to basically rant and rave about the whole thing. Uh, the couple, by the way, I believe were arrested because obviously they were intoxicated while driving and they are okay. The whole clip is hysterical. And look, I love this Geo Metro. Does anyone still own one of those? Clearly they do. Laurel County, Sarah. <laughs> There's one for sale, actually. They need to sell it now. In Laurel County, <laughs> Kentucky. Except for parts. Um, by the way, too, there are a couple tickets left for our Saturday night show here at DC Improv, August 13th. DCimprov.com. The 7.30 p.m. show is sold out. Everybody wanted to know who our special guests are for this. No. What? I, don't, I said no. You can tell who they are. By the way, I deserve credit because, Sammy, I did not let our secret out of the bag about Podcast One. It was revealed early because Podcast One had to uh, re-upload all of our episodes over the weekend. So a lot of people were like, you crashed my iTunes, all this stuff. We're sorry about that. So people caught on to the secret. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Right, sorry, not sorry. But um, I want you to know I did not ruin that. Well, I'm glad, gl- glad for you, Sarah. You. I think it also helped the fact that you were, A, out of state. You weren't even responding to text messages or phone calls the entire time. True. Because you with your family. So I was off social. You were off social. Um, DCimprov.com, Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. show. We have, I'm super excited about this. Millicent Phillips, Hudson Phillips, and Cabot Phillips are all. Um, the- are they from Wilson Phillips? No, <laughs> They should. Well, they are kind of a trio. So this brother and sister team, you know the video, the zombie apocalypse video where they yeah, convince yeah, yeah. their sister okay. that she she just got um, her tonsils out. And then they get her in the car and they convince her that there's going to be a zombie apocalypse and that she has to decide if she wants to save the cat or the dog. And uh-huh. she's like hyped up on drugs. And she's like, let's save the cat because the dog is old. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to be our special guests at the 7.30 show. Oh, that's cool. I'm so excited. I want to know what the first thing they bought with that YouTube money was. Over 25 million views on YouTube. How much do you think you make off a YouTube video? I don't know. That's, I'll have to ask them, Sarah. I'm really curious. So they're going to be here at 730 and show. And I want to know, once you become YouTube famous, you become friends with other YouTube famous people? Like, are you hanging out with Tay Zonday, the chocolate rain guy? 
Yeah, are they going to the YouTube Awards this year? Are you like hanging out with that kid that also came home with the teeth? That, you know, that kid that's like, is this real life? Yes. Like, have you ever had a shot with the kid that said, I love toitles? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things. We have a ton of questions. Have you that. ever met these three fine young ladies? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, but it's not Wilson Phillips, right? I just really wanted to play no, this. It's a new Phil- these are the new Phillips oh. kids. Um, and then at 9.30, we have Tracy Braxton, who I'm very excited to see. Tracy Braxton's Tony Braxton's sister and is in the new reality show. Well, it's not new. It's been out a couple of seasons, but Braxton Family Values. Are you excited about this? I think the... Tra- yeah. Hudson, Millicent, and then Tracy Braxton. DCimprov.com for 9.30 tickets because they're almost sold out. I'm bringing back the brown vest. I don't think enough people wear brown vests anymore. Like, completely buttoned up shirts, brown vest. And those high-rise jeans, damn. Bring it back. Um, Also, one more quick advice thing. I want to know what you you think about this. Uh, This came from our our listener, Todd. Hey, Sarah and Sammy K., longtime fan of the podcast and you too. I want to know this. How long should a woman keep a bra? Is this crazy? But I hooked up with a woman about five years ago and ended up dating her for a while, but the relationship ended. Fast forward to today. A couple of months ago, we ran into each other again and sparks flew. We started dating, but here's the thing. When we got intimate again, I noticed she's wearing the same bra she owned from five years ago. Is this normal? And I just thought to you, <laughs> what? I, I'm going to, okay, no, you answer first on this one because I'm about to let it roll. Okay. <laughs> Why are you going to let it roll? Answer first. My thing is this I was surprised, one, that you noticed. And because I would think, ding, I, ding. I would think most people would not be that kind of tuned into detail. I wouldn't think that men are. Um, but I honestly was thinking about this because I think I've owned some bras for close to five years. And I don't know, is that normal? Um, first off, I think it's way normal. I, dude, my grandmother, she's still rocking the same bras from like 35 years, 25 years ago. Like, I remember, years. I remember specifically seeing that bra when I was like six years old, and she still got the same one. Well, I've spent a lot of money on bras. Like, I went to a, a high-end bra shop once, and I spent like $145 on a bra. So that one I'm planning on keeping five years. But I've got some Victoria's Secret ones that I'll wear until, like, there's almost a hole in it. And well, then I'll get – and that can be, like, three or four years because I rotate them. Then I've dated a bunch of girls. Like, I, used, I one girl in particular I remember, her bra had to be at least, like, 10 years old <laughs> because she was, like, really, like, you know – Well endowed. Well endowed. And she insists because she's like, that's my most comfortable bra. I love this. But a wire, like, stuck out, you know? And so, like, randomly she'd be walking. You would just see this wire sticking out of her shirt. Like, hey, fix your shirt. She had to, like, pull her shirt out to make sure the wire, like, but she loved that bra so much. And at the point the wire is sticking out, it's got to be at least a decade. Is there any item of clothing that you're, like, not cool? Like, I mean, have you ever hooked up with, because you've hooked up with some interesting people. Any Ever hooked up with a woman who was, like, wearing the same underwear every time you guys hooked up? I had a woman show up our first time, and like, but she came straight up in, like, full body lingerie. But she was, like, wearing, like, an old navy sweater over that and, like, jeans. So it was, like, a totally normal, like, hey, let's just go out for, like lunch, maybe get some coffee kind of thing. Then you go back to my place to shack it up and she pulls off her like jeans. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> She'd full on lingerie. Like, full on like lingerie. Like full on lingerie. Oh, that's sweet. She got dressed up for you. But she she that, cared. But, but then again, I'm going to bring this up an example. That's the only time in my life I've ever remembered or ever and I can actually remember now what the woman was wearing so when I've hooked up with her. Because that is the last thing that should be on your mind. If you're focused on the clothes, you're not focused on the actual 
surprise. Are you going to rip into this guy, or are you, or are you just saying Well, I that? think you already said it, too. It's fucking weird as shit, the fact that you remember what bra she had. Like, I've never sat there and been like, oh, is that the same bra? No, because I'm too busy staring at her chest. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, it's well, not like it's not even weird. My chest, like I have a small chest, so maybe you're. Then interested. I'm definitely not focused on that bra, Sarah. Okay, you're focused on what? I, I'm probably focused more on your personality at that point. <laughs> so not cool. <laughs> anyway, um, look, you can always email us Sarah at HeyFrage We would love to hear from you. Podcast one, we are so. Thankful and grateful and excited to be on board. We know that um, tons of new listeners will be tuning in. So if you are listening to us for the first time coming through Podcast One, please follow us on social media and then email me, are Sarah. You, are you trying to say the show is done? Yeah. Let us know what you think. That's it for today. Uh, no. I refuse what? to let you because, again, forget? I was making bets with people outside that you are going to let your bias show through, Sarah. And our first day with Podcast One, I am not going to let you... Pull your bias on this, okay? What? We are being equal journalists. We talk about things that are important in pop culture, things that are important in society today. Okay, what do you have? You're biased against deliciousness. <laughs> you are 100% biased against deliciousness because you have, what is it, like your purposeful portions or whatever the shit you well, live mindful by? eating. Mindful, mindful eating, whatever, and, and you refuse to acknowledge the biggest release of the past 20 years, Sarah, okay, in deliciousness because you refuse to. But luckily for you, Sarah... <laughs> I come prepared. What did you bring? How dare you not bring up the number one news story of the past 24 hours that Crystal Pepsi is oh. fucking back, Sarah. Oh, and my I God. And I knew it. And I knew you weren't going to bring it up. But don't worry. I brought it on because that's for you. And you're drinking that. Open oh, that up. I have never had one. Oh, my God. Open that Snapchat up. Snapchat this. Don't this Snapchat. Amazing. You just open that up, Sarah. You live it. You drink it, okay? Is drank out of? No, man. It's brand new. They just re-released it. I had to go search around the city for that. Do you understand how difficult that is, Sarah? Wow. I, I, you know, honestly, I don't even know the last time I've had soda. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Crystal Pepsi. Show us the label, Sarah. Show us the good stuff. There so you go. So this is basically Pepsi without the caramel uh, uh, yeah. flavor, right? Well, I think. I don't know. I don't really know. How does it taste, huh? Is it good? Oh, it's not bad. It tastes like a real Pepsi. It tastes like a real Pepsi. Mm. See, Sarah, you need to sit there and, you know. Oh you know what? This is actually good. Because this is making me want fast food. You know, I haven't eaten at McDonald's in like seven Really? Days. Here, yeah, chug it, so Sarah. Just one last chug for the road. There you go. <sighs> oh, my God. This is actually good. We should really be playing good. Whoop There It Is right now, actually. But oh, we'll take our outro instead. Is. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, this is so good, Sammy. Well, you can suck up.